Hey, once again, welcome to Ask a Few Big Questions. Someone asked about Francis Chan. Did he really heal people uh, in a remote village? Great question. Why are there ticks? No idea, but I'll do my best. And also, how should we answer someone who says, oh, the Bible's not real or the Bible has errors? How do we answer those people? This is Ask. Stay tuned. Welcome once again. This is Ask, where you ask questions and I do my best to answer them, right? So we need your questions to keep these shows going. Uh, definitely need more of your questions. Bible, faith, life, current events, whatever. Even ask about ticks if you want. I'll answer that, right? And uh, go to cornerstonebv.org, click uh, media page, click ask, leave your question, name, don't, no name, doesn't matter. Uh, we will try to answer your question in an upcoming episode, okay? Be patient. Uh, we only answer two or three every episode, so sometimes we get an influx. So watch every one and eventually your question will come about, okay? All right, so someone asked about Francis Chan. Francis Chan is someone that I've actually used, you know, the green tape rope came from Francis Chan, if those of you who are familiar with that illustration I use a lot. Um, and I thought Crazy Love was a great book. Uh, so I think he's, he's pretty, got some pretty amazing teachings and sermons. Um, but there's some squishy things there too lately that I'll get to. But here's what happened. Uh, recently he claimed a visit to a remote village in Myanmar, I think it's called. Every person I touched was healed included a brother and sister who are deaf. Have you also read this account? I'm having trouble finding witnesses to testify this healing occurred. Am I wrong to be skeptical? Okay. Um, I have seen the testimony. Uh, he gave it, you know, I think it was some kind of a, it was definitely a conference situation. A lot of people were there. And uh, he said a few different things. And, and he said on a recent trip that, um, and, and to be fair to Francis Chan, is he actually said he was pretty skeptical of, of these types of healings. Um, it's not like he's been this kind of health, wealth, or, or heal, faith healer kind of preacher, teacher. Um, but he got to this village, he said, where nobody was pretty much a Christian. They hadn't really heard or received the gospel. And he saw all of these ailments and problems that can occur in a place like this. And he just pleaded with God for uh, God to use him to heal them. And then everyone he touched got healed. Um, I saw one report that this village has not had any COVID-19 since he did that. I, I mean, I don't know about that, but, but um, or what that would have anything to do with it, but that's also out there as, as well. Um, you know, as I said, I think there's some real good things, especially in the past with Francis Chan, and I'm not saying I would completely throw him out for any reason at this point, um, but he has been getting some criticism from evangelical pastors, you know, writers, researchers, scholars. Um, he, he's recently come out. He hasn't said he believes in transubstantiation, which is just simply the Roman Catholic view on the Eucharist, that it actually is the body and blood of Christ, the, the Eucharist and the, and the wine. Um, since the Reformation, most Protestant churches uh, have kind of rejected that idea. And then there's varying levels from there. But uh, he hasn't said, I believe that. He's just said, I think we need to rethink it. Uh, you can research that on your own. That makes me nervous because I think transubstantiation is just not a good biblical concept personally. Um, and, and, and so uh, he's also done some, some uh, conferences with some very, you know, some pretty bad teachers, uh, you know, Benny Hinn, who's just a heretic in my opinion, a faith healer, he, he, he gets tons of money for these types of things. So um, now he got, he, he got under a lot of, uh, of criticism for posing a picture with Benny Hinn and someone else. Um, and he, since then, he kind of reacted to that and he said, you know, I don't, and he kind of really bashed the whole faith healing movement um, and said, 
you know, well, I just guess I got to be more careful who I take a picture with because I was just taking a picture with him. So I respect him for that. But there's just been a little bit of, there's been other things too that I won't bring up. It's only ask here. So, um, so what, what should we make of this, right? First of all, it is very possible still for God to use people to heal. I believe that. I do believe healing can still occur, especially in a situation like that. Nobody knows the gospel. Lots of need. That's when you see in the scriptures when God most used someone to heal because it confirmed the message of the gospel. So, man, I, I think if it was ever going to happen, it'd probably happen in a situation like that. Um, not in these big arenas where people are paying money and Benny Hinn's carrying stomach elements, nonsense like that, right? Um, so I, I'd like to believe it's possible. Because, I mean, if Francis Chan, I mean, I watched it. If, he, if it isn't possible, I don't really see any way he's not just flat out lying about it because there's no... Is kind of gray area there. Well, I think they were healed. Like he's saying, all these people were healed. If they weren't, then he's just lying. And I just really hope that we're not there, right? That 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 Francis Chan would 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 believe that it's a lie. However, there is no video evidence. There's no real good uh, eyewitness that I've seen. Maybe you can uncover one. Uh, and so here's what I would say. Don't be over skeptical. That couldn't happen. He's a heretic. I think we have to be careful about that but also hold it loosely. We may find out five years from now, he's just went off the beam. And that doesn't mean the claims of Christ are untrue. It just means Francis Chan went off the beam. So hold it loosely, say, man, I hope that's true. I, I, I pray God would use me someday in that way, but, and pray for him and his ministry that he doesn't go off the beam if you think there's some, there's some ways that he's doing that, okay? All right, good question. Second, you mentioned how furious you get. <laughs> I guess I did say that, with people, and this is in a sermon, that claim the Bible was written by a bunch of men hundreds of years after the fact. My question is, uh, what chapters and or verses can we share with non-believers to help them believe the Bible? It, sharing verses is hard to convince those who don't believe the Bible that the Bible's true. It's circular reasoning in their opinion. You know what I mean? Like using the document they say is corrupt to prove that the document isn't corrupt. Like, it's hard to do that, right? Um, however, if you're talking to someone who does generally believe the Bible, but is just not sure how effective or how important it is to them, you could, there's lots of verses. Let me give you a couple. 2 Timothy 3.16, all scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, reproof, correction, and training for righteousness. 1 Thessalonians 2.13, and we also thank God constantly for this, that when you receive the word of God, which you heard from us, you accepted it not as the word of men, but as what it really is the Word of God, which is at work in you believers. So there's a lot, of, a lot of verses like that that you can use. However, what I was talking about in that sermon, and we were talking about the importance of Scripture, that it gets very frustrating because people don't seem to want to research anything. And so they just say, oh, you believe the Bible. That was written hundreds and hundreds of years after the fact by men who are fallible and they weren't there and they didn't know. And, and then it's been corrupted over the years and people have added and taken away. They haven't added these books, all this, right? And, and so scripture's probably not gonna help you answer those people. Instead, even just a little bit of research on your end. There are good books. Read the, the, the chapters in the case for Christ talking about the scriptural evidence. That's specifically about Christ, but that's okay. It's a really good read, it's only a few chapters. I'd read the whole thing, but only a few chapters. There's whole books, volumes that see me, I'll, I'll point them to you if you're a, a real reader and wanna read uh, all of the history behind the scriptures, how the Bible came together. Um, but they're out there, they, they really prove the point, I think. Um, 
There's articles as well that will just take you a few minutes to read. You just simply need to arm yourself, not with a whole host of apologetics. You just need a few facts, right? Like that we feel really, really confident, not just as Christians, but as scholars, that all of the New Testament was written and circulating in the first century, right? And most of it, the 40s, 50s, 60s, which is just a, you know, a decade to a few decades away from the events. Still people who were there and witnessed it alive when the scriptures were circulating. Were they circulating as the Holy Bible as you see today? No, those scriptures were circulating in churches as the word of God, however, okay? It took, a f you know, it did take a few centuries for, for people to start saying, all right, we need to put this together, say this is it, because they started realizing, man, there might be some time left until Jesus comes back. Um, and so we know that. Really, the, the only books that were kind of the later first century were Revelation and certainly the Gospel of John seems to be. But still, even that was 60 years maybe beyond the events of the cross. Not that long, okay? Um, we also, to answer the, the argument of, wow, people have corrupted, we have early fragments, uh, not the whole of the New Testament, but many different areas, early, early fragments that match up pretty much exactly with what we have preserved today. There's nothing that's like, wow, this is completely different. There's a few scribal differences where there might've been a little error, nothing that changes the context of what's there. So we can take that and extrapolate from that and say, well, why can't we trust the rest of it if most of this is true, right? There's also uh, second century Christians who have writings preserved for us that they quote scripture that it's quoted the exact same way we still have it. There are uh, scriptures um, that are all over the place. So it shows you like, man, and they're all the same, but they pop up miles from each other, different regions, right? And yet they have the same descendant because they match up. And so, hey, I'm not saying somebody's gonna hear that and say, oh, I guess I believe it. But it can maybe cause them to pause and say, oh, maybe I need to look at this for them myself, if I actually care. Right? You can still believe that the Bible's not God's word, right? But please don't let people say, oh, it's completely corrupt, written by man, it changed over time. All those things have been debunked, uh, in my opinion. And, and if not, then you can't trust, say this all the time, you can't trust any document from antiquity because if you, if you apply the same standards you want to to throw out the Bible on all of this other stuff that we have in antiquity, Alexander the Great, all of these other who we teach in history class, gotta throw them all out because the documentary evidence of the Bible is far greater than those other things that we call as history and truth, right? It's a religious argument for people. It is a spiritual argument. It is not a documentary or historical argument. I could talk about this all day, obviously. So let me move on. Um, this one's quick. Did God create parasites like ticks after the fall? Like after um, the, uh, the, the sin entered the world? Um, you know, in other words, what are the purpose of ticks? Is it just an evil thing? Ticks are a very important food source. I, you know, when I looked up, hey, what's the purpose of ticks? That's the articles I found from scientists. A lot of, if you didn't have ticks, there'd be a lot of uh, um, other animals that would struggle for food sources. They really rely on ticks. So chickens especially, and I like chickens, both their eggs and them. Uh, uh, chicken legs are especially my favorite. So thank God for ticks for that purpose. Now. Ticks carrying disease? Yes, that's a post-fall thing, right? Um, any disease that's carried by an animal or by us or spread by, that's all because of sin. There was no disease and death 
before the fall. So I would say not necessarily the tick, but the disease, Lyme disease that they carry um, is because of the fall. And that's all I got for you. All right. Uh, hey, if you have a question, submit it on our website. Hopefully we'll see you. This is finally, I screwed this up last week, but now we're dealing with Easter, right? I film a few of these at once, so don't think I'm that dumb, all right? Um, so, hey, it's going to be packed. So if you're like, hey, maybe I can come Saturday because there's usually less people there, come Saturday. Um, or at least just come early to find parking. Uh, we want you to bring your family, bring your friends, invite people. Great celebration of the resurrection of Christ. 5 p.m. Saturday or 9 or 11 on Sunday. See you there. God bless.